0: Welcome to Café Grit. My name is Beth Ann Campbell, and I'm the author of Where the Hell is My Bacon? A book about shitty corporate leadership and fried pork. I've worked in the corporate world now for over 20 years, and have seen just about everything. I open Café Grit as a place where you can join me in figuring out how to make your career life better, whether it's finding your voice at your current job, pursuing something entirely different, or working for yourself. This is a place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey everybody, welcome to Cafe Grit, Season 1, Episode 7, Trying to Do It All. I'm your host, Bethany Campbell. How's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty well here in Virginia, although I did open my door this morning, and you know that you are in for a nice southern summer day when your glasses immediately steam up as soon as you open that door, and that's exactly what happened. I also, I don't know if the mic is picking, I don't think it's picking it up, but there is a sound, I don't know what it is I'm hearing in the distance out in my subdivision. It sounds like an owl. But it's, if I go outside, it's probably a dog. But someday I'm going to do an episode on paranormal investigation, even though it has nothing to do with corporate bullshit. But it's just fun. And sound matrixing is a really a fascinating topic about how you hear things that are actually not at all what you think that they are. And um, people often mistake them for paranormal stuff, but I digress. All right, today we're going to talk about stress. And for some of us that can get pretty intense, I've been noticing, certainly in myself, but in others lately, a lot of this sense of burnout or just kind of this overall stress. And I just want to say up front, I am not a stress expert. I'm not a doctor. I am not a psychiatrist, psychologist. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So if you do have severe stress symptoms please go see your doctor or call someone for help. There is no shame in that. Um, it, it is. It, it can be a very serious thing. Okay, so I'm recording this as we are about in our sixth month of COVID-19 quote lockdown. Depending on where you are, it's not very locked down. But a lot of you still are. And a lot of you are, are in situations where you've got a lot of stuff coming at you. Of course, there's the normal corporate chaos that goes on. You're playing multiple roles, you're covering for people, you've got multitasking, dealing with all the, the crap, or a lot of you are still working from home, and now you've got on top of all of the corporate stuff that you deal with, or business stuff, if you're a business owner, you've got kids, you've got pets, you've got the school cluster. Or like me, you don't have all of the kids in the schooling stuff, but you you're working a full day job, and then you're doing a shit ton of work on the side. So just simply doing too much without all the other shit that we have to deal with, like asshats and dickweeds and processes and performance reviews, that kind of stuff. This causes a lot of stress. It affects our physical and mental health, our social lives, our relationships, our sleep, even our productivity. And I know this sounds a little counterintuitive that if I'm doing more, I'm going to be more productive, but actually You're less productive when you try to do too much. I know this from personal experience. So I'm not going to talk today about why all of this stuff happens. I mean, that's basically the entire podcast, all the stress in our lives. But I do want to acknowledge that we do have a lot going on. So I've talked before in previous episodes about one of the contributing factors to my leaving a very stable and well paid job of 16 years was the chaos. I had so much shit coming at me every day, I could not get any priority. I mean, I, I prioritized really based on who would yell at me the most, no joke, because I just couldn't get anybody to tell me what was my priority. Project after project, they just never stopped multi year multi, you know, just intense, more work, more assignments, more spinning wheels, more work, more work. It was just the same old, same old like Groundhog Day, which is one of the best movies ever. By the way, it's Groundhog Day is one of those movies that if I'm flipping the channels, I have to stop and watch it. Phil, Phil Connors. Remember that guy Ned Ryerson? Anyway, I think I think I've worked with a few Ned Ryers since in my in my day. Anyway, so I left that company with all that chaos and I went to a smaller company, but then I went out and created my own chaos. I self-created my chaos by effectively working a second job, writing, podcasting, promoting a book, social media, all that stuff. Now, of course, I don't think anything of that because I don't have the kind of shit that you guys have at home, right? I don't have kids. I don't have pets anymore. I don't have aging parents to take care of, etc. And I do like to be super busy. That's just kind of in my nature. So hey, no problem, right? Well, a few weeks ago, I started experiencing some very interesting stress symptoms. So the first thing was I noticed A pain in my stomach in the morning. And this would usually begin after I started drinking my first cup of joe. So of course, I associated the pain with coffee, which I'm going to take a drink of right now, because it's so good. So I switched to tea. I thought maybe it was a little less egregious on the stomach, but I don't like tea, and I'm sorry, tea lovers. I've tried. I, I do drink tea now and then, but mostly the herbal kind because that's the stuff that tastes good. I don't like the taste of the actual tea, especially black tea. And I, I acknowledge that coffee doesn't really taste much better, but I think I've just grown accustomed to it. So, but I thought it would help my stomach. You know, the t- maybe the tea was just not as, as bitter and acid. So I'd start off the morning with the tea and then I would have a cup of coffee or I'd start on my coffee maybe mid-morning whereas normally I'm coffee all morning long and I don't I have no idea what this logic was I think maybe I thought if I just waited a few hours my stomach would just grow a resilience to the battery acid I don't know it was it didn't make any sense but nothing makes sense nothing in this conversation about stress is going to make any sense So around this same time, I started having trouble falling asleep. And normally I drop off like nothing. I mean, it's seconds. As soon as I turn the light off, boom, I am out. But now I would kind of lay there with my heart pounding and I could feel it so intensely. It wasn't beating fast, like bump, 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 bump. It was just normal. But I could feel it like it was, you know, I don't know, just poking through my chest. And I couldn't stop thinking about the things that I didn't get done during the day, the podcast didn't get recorded, or I needed to redo it, or I didn't get my social media done, I didn't engage enough, whatever it was, Um, you know, just all the shit that, that, you know, I normally didn't think about. But of course, I again, attributed this to the coffee, my heart's beating, because I'm drinking too much coffee too late, I don't know. But, but even when I switched to the tea, and then for a a couple days, I had nothing, it still didn't stop. So then I thought, okay, well, the sleeping thing must be because of my phone, right? It's the blue light thing. The blue light is bad. And I am one of those phone right before bedtime people. And I know it's bad, just leave me alone. But again, I've never had a problem with it. Just like the coffee, nothing had changed. I'd done this for years. And I'd never had a problem falling asleep. And I have that blue light filter on when I'm in bed. So I'm not saying that any of these things like caffeine or blue light or whatever, they don't, don't contribute to stress, but they're deflections from the root cause. I, and I'm very good at deflecting when it comes to my own self. I think a lot of us are. Well, this all kind of culminated a few weeks ago when I got up one morning, just my normal routine. I sat down at my computer to get, you know, an hour or two of work done before the the, the day job. So I was doing my writing, podcasting stuff. And I'm sitting there, I've got a you know, bunch of stuff running through my head, I'm trying to prep some social media. And I noticed that it's starting to get difficult to read the monitor. There was this little like flash in front of my eyes directly in front of my eyes. And I thought, is that something in my eye? Like, a you know, you get that eye gunk in the morning. So I, you know, shut my eyes to see which, you know, which eye it was, but it was both eyes. So okay, clearly not eye gunk it would have to be a, be a, an amazing coincidence to have the exact same eye gunk in the same spot and it was kind of like when somebody flashes a camera and you have that little temporary blind spot so i thought oh did i look at something bright duh because that's what idiots like myself do to justify what's going on it's that deflection and that denial like i just looked i looked at a light bulb too long I mean, seriously? Anyway, I I told you there was going to be a theme here of complete lack of logic in any thinking when it comes to stress. So I'm sitting here with this light flash and my heart is pounding a little bit like it was doing at night. And I was just starting to get a little fuzzy and thick headed, you know, sinus. It's just sinuses, right? It's just allergies. In this light spot, it wasn't huge. But it was making it harder to read anything on the monitor. And it was vaguely familiar. I did recognize this. I did recognize this a little bit. So over 20 years ago, I had my one and only ever anxiety attack. I was just starting college. I hadn't found a job. I just moved across state. Of course, I was nervous about school. I was a little bit older than everybody else because I'd failed out of college my first round a few years earlier. I was paying for it all myself because of I was a little older. Um, but hey, you know what? I'm a rock star. I got this. <laughs> As I say to myself on everything, which is not true. I mean, I am a rock star, but I don't got everything. So the day before, I just, that just made me sound sound like a self-absorbed dick. I, you know what? I, I'm a rock star in a very humble sort of internal way. So anyway, so this was the day before school started. It was early morning on a Sunday. I was out for a walk and I was headed back to my apartment up this big steep hill and suddenly I start having trouble breathing. Now this is not trouble breathing like normal chubby girls like myself have when we're walking up the hill, this is more like labored, like, (sighs) 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 like, I couldn't get air into my lungs. And the more I walked, the harder it got. Even when I kind of slowed down to where I was barely even moving up this hill, like I was doing little, you know, baby steps, it still was getting worse. But of course, I kept walking, because God forbid that I make a scene and attract any attention. So I kept going, and then my eyes started getting this little fuzzy thing like I had experienced a few weeks ago. And the more I walked, it started kind of expanding and closing in on me, and that thickness started. But of course, I kept going. So I finally get to the top, and by this time, I'm really super thick-headed, and, and I'm I'm thinking, I'm I'm down. I'm going down. I'm going down like a bag of bricks. First week of school, they're going to have to call the ambulance on me. Fortunately, there was a bench nearby. So I sat down, kind of rested my elbows on my thighs, and I just tried to get my breath back. And after about 10 minutes, it went away. I had my breath back. I could see again. The dizziness kind of went away. And all of this time, I kid you not, I'm thinking, oh, it must be low blood sugar because I hadn't eaten breakfast that day. I know this sounds like crazy talk, but in defense, my mom had just been diagnosed diagnosed with type two diabetes that summer, so it was in my mind. And yes, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's um, probably pretty ridiculous that I would think that this all could have been prevented if I'd had a granola bar. But that's just how we think. So later that day, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and just telling her about my adventures, moving, starting school, getting books, looking for a job, all that stuff. And then I mentioned this incident on the hill where I had this breathing and dizziness and closing in. And she's like, Beth, you had an anxiety attack. I'm like, what? I actually laughed out loud. What do I have to be anxious about? She's like, Beth, you just talked about moving across the state, looking for a job, worrying about money, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, I totally had an anxiety attack. And now here I was 20 years later, sitting in front of my computer, wondering what I'm going to tackle next because I got so much shit to do. And oh my God, only a little bit more time before the day job starts. Figure it out. Come on, Beth, get, get it together. And then I've got fuzzy things in front of my eyes. So I couldn't read the screen at all. So I just ended up shutting down the computer. I laid my head back, put on a little music, and I arrested for probably about 10 minutes. And when I opened my eyes, the lights were bigger, but they had kind of expanded. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Generations, uh, Star Trek Generations with the Nexus. That's what it looked like. It kind of looked like the Nexus. It was just, or like a halo of a solar eclipse, right? So that little light coming through the darkness, but it was kind of expanding out and moving away. And and, um, eventually it just dissipated. So true to myself, I started trying to convince myself that it was maybe the half a pill of Benadryl that I took the night before because I had this rash on my arm, which, by the way, right at that moment was flaring up. Uh, Coincidence? No, not a coincidence, Beth. That's me slapping my face. I was about to have a panic attack due to stress, dumbass. Open your fuzzy, light-streaked eyes. I mean, my, my coach Heidi had to point out to me that I had not even taken time off when my dog died. My fucking dog died, and I didn't miss a beat. I just kept going faster and harder. So that was it. Message received, universe. Thank you so much. I undying gratitude to you. So I slowed down. I took some things off my list I started shutting down the social media at night and not because of the blue light, but because it's work, and work is stress. If I'm going in and looking at social media and engaging with people and answering emails, it's stress and it brings up the you know the fear of missing out, the FOMO, imposter syndrome syndrome, all of that stuff comes out of this and i started back with my morning walks which i had been more or less avoiding probably because that was the time that i used to walk with my dog and i hadn't grieved my dog it, i don't care if it takes an hour out of my day that was what i would think oh my god it's it's an hour out of my day that i am not getting shit done it doesn't matter i'm i'm doing it so i'm still a work in progress i'm not going to kid you that i'm sitting here and i'm you yeah, know figured it all out but I'm aware and I'm acting when the stress starts to hit, I acknowledge it and I change something because people, it is not worth it. No job. I don't care if it's your best fucking dream job that you have and you love doing every second of it. It's not worth it if you're making yourself sick. So I had to acknowledge that the world is not going to come crashing down on me if I don't get a social media post out or if the podcast is a little late or, oh my God, God forbid that my article is not fucking perfect. Fuck. No. Slow down. Slow the fuck down. And I know that you all are doing it too because I've heard, I've seen your social media, we've talked You've told me about you have, you're having panic attacks, like full-on panic attacks, numbness in your arms, holy fuck, shortness of breath, meltdowns, although I have those about every week of my entire life, waking up in the middle of the night, you know, when you have that sensation like you have to do something, you have to uh, send an email or write something down because it's just burning at you, your heart's fluttering, palpitations, you're having high blood pressure, stop, When you start physically making yourself sick, it's time to stop. And believe it or not, you'll make more progress by slowing down than you will if you go at it like a bullet every day. You know, like those blue zone people, have you heard of those? So these are the people around the world that are the most healthy, the most long lived. And one of the commonalities about the blue zone people who are scattered around the globe in these pockets is they manage their stress. Stress is a killer. It is a literal killer. So we need to manage our stress better. I need to manage my stress better because we need to enjoy life, right? Basically, that's what it's for. If we're not enjoying life by pursuing our dreams, whatever they are, or if we're letting ourselves get caught up in the corporate nightmares, then what's it, what's the point? Does it really matter if we're making a bazillion dollars or we've got – high profile clients or whatever. No, it doesn't matter. We need to enjoy life. All right, Camp Grit. In the interest of shutting it down, I'm going to shut it down now. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening today. This has been an intense topic, but I think it's important. I hope that you recognize that when things happen in your own self, you need to take action and get help if you need it. But um, if it's just a matter of slowing down, or alleviating some things, do it, do whatever you need to do to enjoy life. All right, don't forget, we have a Facebook group called Cafe Grit. We continue these conversations in a safe setting. So if you're interested, um, head on over there and join up. I'm also on social media, but not on social media silence day. And that's Sunday for me. I've designated Sunday as no social media, and I encourage you to do um, that uh, 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 yourself. My uh, coach, Heidi, calls these a CEO day. That's when you just get away. So if you can have a CEO day, do it. I'm on LinkedIn at Bethann Campbell, or you can follow hashtag Cafe Grit. Also on Instagram, it's TheBean67 with two N's. That's T-H-E-B-E-A-N-N 67. Thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Really, take it easy. Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. If you like what's on the menu, please check out the Cafe Grit group on Facebook, where I'd love to hear your feedback and continue these conversations. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Ann Campbell, that's Anne with an E, or by following hashtag Cafe Grit. And I will be forever beholden if you would give me a quick review on iTunes to make the Apple gods happy. In return, I will wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. The music for this podcast is called Lounge Cafe, and it's by Dmitry Baliev. You can find more great tunes by Dmitri and others at audiojungle.net. Check it out. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, and there is something better out there. Let's figure it out together. Take it easy.